I'm your host, Blake Level, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. And uh, Dylan, we're back here for our Week 17 picks. Perhaps more importantly, episode number 200 of the podcast. Uh, we've been yeah. doing this for 200 episodes, and uh, yeah, pretty pretty cool little milestone there. And uh, hopefully some people have uh, won some money along the way with uh, some of our betting locks. We'll see if that's going to be the case this week. I think I think we've got some interesting betting locks this week. But, um, you know, we've also got our upset picks. And uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll go through those. And uh week 17 we've made it to that and uh as we keep saying uh, it's uh, it's not over yet with the nfl regular season still more to go on that yeah so many things on on the line here it's kind of crazy to look at all the playoff scenarios that are affected by games on both sides right like the rams ravens game could have such big impacts on different teams uh, a lot of teams that are still in the hunt that need some help other ones that control their destiny but have tough paths like the dolphins so yeah kind of like you're saying just a ton on ton to go here with two weeks left and uh i you know in terms of how the extra you know in terms of how the extra regular season week would kind of change things it for me it uh it feels the, like almost the same it feels like it, you know the same way i would going into a week six week 16 in terms of fantasy some discussion of how if the extra week would impact week six, 17 i no, nothing's been clinched yet no one seeds i mean there's been a lot of playoffs uh, spots clinched but with the way this uh, setup is with the one seed and how important that is uh, in both conferences. Still a ton to play for, uh, but maybe we'll finally get some some answers to some questions uh, after this week. And But I still think there's going to be quite a few things in play when we get to Week 18 after this. Well, before we hop into our picks real quick, obviously uh, what a lot of people are talking about, the passing of John Madden at, uh, of course, the age of, of 85. And did you get a chance to watch the – the all madden uh thing on fox yet? so i i taped it last night when they re-aired it yeah. um gonna watch it uh, eventually yesterday though after everything after the it got announced that he passed i was listening to uh it was a 30 for 30 um podcast documentary that was kind of about the origins of the game so really cool listening to that and also did listen to some interviews uh with tom rinaldi who worked on the uh on the on the documentary he went over kind of all the different behind the scenes things of all how every single person they asked to be on the documentary said yes not one person said no player or coach and a lot of them spending more time than they agreed to so yeah definitely obviously the impact and still feeling it today still going to be reading and listening and watching more Madden stuff over the next uh, week or so yeah i think um fox is going to re-air that uh, the all madden um special i think it's on thursday okay. night i think that's going to be on there and yeah it was, i think it came on on saturday i want to say was it before the yep. double header on saturday and yeah so it taped it then and of course you know you're thinking like man you know what a it's pretty cool you know to honor this guy and then my goodness like a couple Crazy. days later and yeah it's just it's wild but certainly um again like you said there's so much stuff out there if you're listening to this podcast you know who john madden is and uh yeah i would highly recommend there's so much good stuff out there people just kind of reflecting on um their, their memories of him and all the contributions he made i mean we talk about it dylan like my goodness you talk about someone who had an impact like in so many different areas like it is incredible to think about that like from a coaching standpoint from we talk about the video game i mean that is such a huge phenomenon and you know they were talking about that last night on one of the the shows i was watching and Mm -hmm. it's just like you think about the impact that game has had on on like players that are currently in the league like that probably got them into football those kind of things and then you know from the broadcasting standpoint i will continue to say you know Obviously, for someone that like me, I you know just kind of as a kid, yeah, 
when you heard John Madden and Pat Summerall, it was just like, you know, my goodness, like that was it. Like that, yep. they were, they were the two and you knew you were watching a very big game because uh, those two were on there. Yeah, I was lucky to get into football kind of the last, I think it was the last three or so seasons that Summerall was still working with him. Um, definitely a lot of crazy memories, different things that looking back, uh, it's fun to watch clips though of, of games in the more in the mid nineties before I, when I was still only like three years old, or I didn't yeah. remember them as well, but you know, it's, it's still fun to know all the faces, know all the names that they're talking about and seeing all the funny ways they talk about things but obviously yeah john just like you're saying in terms of the three different uh you know being the top of his field in three different categories the way he was between coaching between uh announcing and then obviously with the game it's crazy that he was just also just so open it's it's funny to me listening to that uh the 30 for 30 podcast go over how it kind of started and you know the guy that started uh ea just reaching out to him and it wasn't like he like took a lot of time to to really think about this he kind of started immediately in their first meeting jumping into ideas of how it had to be 11 guys he would not settle for a seven on seven uh football simulation it needed to be an offensive line defensive line and how he kind of looked at it more as a coaching tool at first and then obviously uh as it as it evolved a lot of different things that yeah in terms of the impact with current players definitely certain x and o things that i wouldn't have uh thought of the same way if i didn't have like madden 99 and those early some of the games pre the the current systems and yeah definitely very impactful in so many different ways and uh you mentioned like current players there there was a this one sound clip i heard yesterday of it was juju smith schuster uh, I don't remember, I think it was a couple of years ago, he was running uh, down the sideline and he talked about like looking up and looking behind him and he, he said it was because he had seen his Madden speed rating was only like 84 and he was worried because of that he was going to get caught. <laughs> so he, he actually took into account his own rating while playing the game. So pretty, yeah, definitely. Uh, and the one, that, you know, in terms of announcers, like a lot of players for the most part and in some cases aren't going to care so much about what they say but when john madden said it a lot of uh, former players reading about how they would start to look back at those plays and look a little closer at what john actually said and kind of apply it to how they play it's just crazy how much he how he saw the game and how much he added to the game yeah it's uh it's wild and it's it's interesting because even you know even though it was like probably last week sometime i was you know sitting around bored and looking for something to watch and i, I started going down the rabbit hole of like where can I find like these old like mid nineties NFL mm-hmm. games, early two thousands, and of course it's very hard to find. Like that, that's what like you know the NBA. If you leave that like for the NBA, you can find a lot of old games in various places, and whether legally or illegally, like they're out there. NFL is much harder to find, and I wish there was a way. Yeah, you know you could go back and watch more because I know like Game Pass goes back through what probably like oh nine or something at this point maybe which somewhere is in there. the year after Madden retired. I believe the last right. season he yeah. did was two thousand eight. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's like I wish there was a better way for the NFL to offer like more access to like the older games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm sure there are reasons why they can't. Um, you know, there are probably a lot of things that go into that, but um, that was something that, that was just odd. I, I was thinking about that, and I was like, that would be fun there, to go back and watch some of those games. But once one, uh, uh, it's it's very um, specific, so it wouldn't be easy to like look up any game you wanted. But I do know NFL Throwback. If anyone has followed that. It's an official NFL um, YouTube 
channel and they do have games from like the mid 90s and some 80s oh, yeah. games but that's right i forgot about that yeah most of them are still in the last 20 years so it's not going to go back probably as far as you'd want but uh yeah. like i just went to the screen real quick and they do have a, a, a dolphin saints game from the mid 90s not sure who announced yeah. that but they're not they're, they're mostly like condensed games still they're not like yeah. a full full length two hour however long it would be to show the whole game yeah, no, I, I I hope there's there comes a point where there are more of those with the NFL where they can kind of go back and embrace more of those, uh, mm-hmm. especially that era. I mean, as we know, I mean, like you said, that was sort of the the Madden Summerall era was that that you know '90s for a lot of people now probably remember that the most. Of course, they've called a lot of games over the years, but um, yeah, that was definitely quite an era with the Cowboys and yeah. and all those teams. Um, so that was something. But yeah, for sure, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Um, I haven't even listened to the, the 30 for 30 that Dylan talks about. I just queued it up. I'm going to listen to it there you go. Uh, after this. So, uh, yeah, that should be a good listen. But, uh, yes, uh, John Madden was one of a kind for sure. And uh, with that, Dylan, uh, let's get into our picks for Week 17. We start with our games of the week. And, yes, going plural this time, too. Uh, really interesting games here as we got the Chiefs at the Cow- – or, excuse me, Chiefs at the Bengals. Uh, Chiefs are five-and-a-half-point favorites uh, in this game, and I mean, you know, we talk about how the trajectory of where the Chiefs are, but man, the Bengals are, are also doing some special things at this point, and uh, this is one that you talk about entertainment value. It'll be hard not to get uh, some entertainment value out of the Chiefs and the Bengals here. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic watching Mahomes and Burrow. Burrow has, uh, at this point, only behind Aaron Rodgers for uh, EPA added per attempt. expected points added. So, yeah, it's uh, he's been on a pretty amazing level. And you, you think about looking also at offensive line uh, pass block rates, and the, the Bengals still consistently rank as one of the worst in pass blocking in the league. And despite that, uh, Joe's doing a great job because he sees the field so well, and he's – Making plays that, um, you know, not waiting to check down in certain instances, giving his guys opportunities, seeing things just he processes the field so fast for a guy in his second year. And obviously Patrick Mahomes does the same thing. And he he adds a little bit more maybe of that Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen arm talent. So the Chiefs right now, as we kind of talked about last week uh, or earlier this week, I mean, Patrick has played maybe one of his better games, in my opinion, of the season. I know the Steelers defense has been pretty bad this year, but just felt like he was in complete command. And that defense uh, kind of scares me with how Spags has got that unit rolling lately. And I, I do worry just with the offensive line for the Bengals that by the end of it, they're not going to be putting up that, you know, crazy point total in the 40s uh you know maybe something closer to like 20 and i just as much as the Bengals defense at times this year has played pretty well um uh, they have not been maybe the best pass defense in the league and i do think the chiefs are the pick here but a a potential playoff preview and overall a game that i'm just really excited to watch these two quarterbacks that uh, obviously pretty young guys are going to be playing in this conference most likely for a very long time against each other yep and uh we talk about entertainment value you may get that as well uh, by the way, we're both picking the Chiefs in that game uh, mm-hmm. on the road against the Bengals. But, I mean, another game, and on paper, you know, I know one team has kind of been going in the, the wrong direction a bit uh, with the Cardinals. But Cardinals and Cowboys, two very capable offenses. But as we said, the uh, Cowboys are five-and-a-half-point favorites here in this one. Um, Cardinals have looked different without DeAndre Hopkins. Cowboys have uh, looked fantastic. I think it's – they've looked good. And I think we just sort of have to take last week's result and just kind of put it to the side knowing – the state of Washington but anyway you slice it like Cowboys are starting to maybe find their rhythm again and 
I think they're the pick here, and, and like I said, I just I have more confidence in the Cowboys and the Cardinals at this point. Yeah, same. The Cowboys have been rolling. I, I do worry a bit with the um, they could have a bit of a letdown after just that dominant game where we finally saw them kind of put everything together. We'd seen the defense dominate for weeks, and that's the thing that I'm has been more consistent and is ultimately why I picked the Cowboys here, especially with how that defense uh, how it kind of ranks. It's first in pass defense DVOA um, against Arizona's attack. Uh, they definitely are still a, a pass. Uh, dependent offense in terms of where they get a lot of their production, even with some of the good things uh, we've seen James Conner obviously do this year, often as a receiver, though. Um, and Dallas, yeah, their defense has catapulted all the way to first in DVOA. They're the top-ranked team in DVOA, <coughs> excuse me, at this point. Um, and while Arizona's defense has still been a, a really good unit, I think they're going to keep this game close. I, I'm not, wasn't really, maybe initially thought maybe the five-and-a-half spread would possibly be even a lock. Um, but I just I think Arizona's defense is going to have a keep this game a little bit closer. But yeah, really huge game. Dallas still in the in the hunt for the one seed. They, I believe for the most part they have all the tiebreakers. If Green Bay drops one of their last two games, Arizona meanwhile has a playoff spot wrapped up. But if they want to get back into possibly winning their division, they probably need to win this one. So yeah, it should be a really fun game. Uh, a lot on the line and uh, two classic uh, to go to the Madden days, two classic NFC East uh, <laughs> yes. rivals from when the Cardinals, despite playing in Arizona for so many years, stayed in that division. <laughs> yes, that was uh, a fun, uh, interesting, interesting alignment the NFL used to have with these divisions. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're far removed from that at this point. But yes, that is a classic old uh, rivalry uh, with that one. But on to our betting locks. Uh, we didn't do so well on these last week, but uh, <laughs> That's not going to stop me, Dylan, from going right back to the well with the, yes. the same team I think I went to last week. And it didn't didn't work out in what felt like a pretty similar scenario. But I'm going to go back to them this week and see if it does. The Vikings are at the Packers. Uh, the Packers are six-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Uh, I am going to pick the Packers here. I think they probably should be able to win by a touchdown. Adam Thielen out for the season, yep. as we know. Uh, he was placed on engine reserve. Uh, that takes you know a weapon away from Kirk Cousins. I told you, uh, doing my weather reports uh, before we started recording, it's going to be a, a crisp 11 degrees as the high <laughs> in Green Bay on Sunday. Uh, so I think that favors uh, the Packers. And again, when we look at some of the other spreads that we're talking about and we will talk about, um, six and a half, giving Aaron Rodgers a touchdown at home in late December, I'll probably take that against the Vikings team that I think is probably going to wind up um, you know, once again, kind of on the outside looking in here. Yeah, they've had a lot of close games, obviously, as we've talked about this whole season that could have put them in a place where they could lose this and still be in the playoffs at this point. Not looking too good. Uh, they needed the win last week, couldn't get it done. I, I know they beat the Packers early this season in a really exciting and kind of fun game. I just don't see, as you're mentioning with the weather, the, no dumb field advantage there for the Vikes. I don't see them putting up that same kind of point total. Uh, you know, obviously the Rams defense ranking a lot higher at this point than the Green Bay's, but uh, they, you know, even though they put up 23 points against the Rams, 10 of those came uh, on. Uh, on turnovers that gave the ball deep to the Vikings in their own territory. Then you got the kind of the garbage time uh, points as well. So, yeah, just uh, they, they didn't really exactly <laughs> dominate uh, offensively in that game, even when they had Thielen on the field. And now you go in the weather 
Green Bay trying to hold on to that one seed. They're going to be fighting hard and wanting revenge from their earlier game this year. I think it's a pretty solid pick, one that I maybe would have considered a lock as well. Um, I, I do think Green Bay is going to probably not have too much trouble against the Vikes defense. We've Over the years, obviously, sometimes Zimmer's gotten the better of Aaron Rodgers. They still put up 31 points last time, um, and I could see them putting up a, a solid point total and looking a bit better maybe because uh, I just don't see the Vikings having the same – punch that the Browns even did with the offensive line and things like that with running the rock. I, you know, if we may see Minnesota, we'll see, I believe Dalvin can probably be off the COVID list. I know, especially with the new yeah. protocols, he should be uh, in there. But uh, I just don't see at this point the Vikings posing as much of a threat to, to Green Bay's defense at Lambeau, especially. Well, your pick, a little bit more ambitious <laughs> here. Uh, I think <laughs> technically this is probably the highest – I would say betting lock we've had of the year without looking yeah. back at it. My guess is the highest point total either of us have picked on the betting locks. I'd say my Bills-Jags one was probably like 13 and a half, maybe somewhere in there. Uh, as we know, that did not work out at all. Uh, hopefully it works out a little better for you, Dylan, because we're going to the team that was involved in that one. Jags at the Patriots, and the Patriots are 15 and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, I am you know, confident in picking the Patriots here, and I actually think this is probably going to work out for you because I don't see the Jacks scoring quite <laughs> I mean they they may not score in this game like and that's yeah. not being you know we talked about James Robinson's injury um Trevor Lawrence going up against this Patriots defense um yeah I think this could be ugly for the Jacks so I'm, I'm actually looking at this and thinking you know I think Patriots probably win this by 17 or more so 15 and a half you may you may turn out okay in this one I really wish it was like 14 it, it feels like there's a chance that the Patriots kind of have control of the game and they don't Try, try to push the lead up. I'm hoping it's more like, I'm trying to remember what game it was that recently the Pats had where they just kind of piled on a bad team. But i uh, hoping more of that kind of theme. I, the Patriots obviously coming off of two really tough losses that have put them right back into the wild card kind of side of things. But one slip up from the, the Bills and they still can win the division. So they're going to be playing really hard at home against a yeah Jacksonville team. It, it came down to just thinking they're not going to score many points. Oh yeah, it was the Patriots-Falcons is the game I'm thinking of. But um, yeah, man. And they, I just uh, the Jaguars. All, what is it? One passing touchdown for Trevor Lawrence in the last however many weeks. It's been just really tough to watch that team try to move the ball against teams that aren't the Jets. And even then, it was kind of a struggle. Um, meanwhile, I, I do think with the with what Jacksonville's defense is presenting, that this New England team is going to just run all over them all day. Max going to have more openings than he usually does the last couple of weeks coming off of really tough opponents in, in the Colts and the Bills. So, yeah, I think all of that added up. Uh, I think a juice team that knows they need to take care of business. I'm hoping, yeah, they get at least that 17-point win. I'm just, you know, that the backdoor point, uh, the backdoor cover that could happen to, to push it down to 14. I think 14 is about where I would feel really comfortable picking the Patriots to win this game by. Um, but uh, it didn't feel great about too many other picks. Really only looked at this in one other huge spread. Uh, in both cases, we have uh, yeah, the other one is we'll get to quickly, Buffalo and the Falcons coming up here. But both of Buffalo and New England top five DVOA teams, Jacksonville, Atlanta, the worst two. So even that's why the point totals are kind of where they're at. All right. Do our upset picks of the week. And um, this is an interesting one because – I think this is probably me just watching the Eagles, and we, we talk about. I mean, we've they've been kind of that team we talked about a lot this year in terms of. I feel like they're they're close, but they're still a step yeah. away, and the consistency isn't always there. So therefore, the Eagles are three and a half point favorites on the road against a Washington team that just gave up fifty six points in Dallas, and yours truly has decided that that was all I needed to see uh, because I am going to pick Washington to win this game. <laughs> 
against the Eagles. This is going to be my upset of the week. Um, I just I think the Eagles are inconsistent. And, again, I know we have to look at their opponent too, but I think that was such a sort of an extreme scenario for Washington. Um, you know, I don't know what the stat is on a team giving up 56 points and bouncing back and winning the following <laughs> week, losing by, what, 42 and – I don't. I think it's probably not great, but I am actually going to go that route and say that it's uh, it's a possibility here. I I think it's more about the. I mean, that first half, the Eagles and Giants, right? Like that was ugly, and that was like the Eagles should have. It should have been a much more, you know, confident situation for the Eagles. And surely they, they wound up winning and all that. But I just think they're they're kind of a little scary sometimes in terms of some of these games. I think especially on the road. It, I don't know. I think Washington may be a little bit certainly focused after. That yeah. game against Dallas, and I'm just going to take a chance and pick them to win this game. Yeah, rough last three weeks for Washington, losing to the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Cowboys again, and now they get a chance to get at least revenge on one of their division rivals at home. I, I definitely could see it going that way. I don't, you know, Washington all year has kind of been disappointing. The defense ranking nowhere close to what it was a year ago, but they, they have had some solid performances. We saw that little run, obviously, when they beat the Bucks, They had, uh, you know, they beat the Seahawks, the Raiders. They had a solid little stretch there. We've seen them kind of compete, too, with some better teams earlier in the year. Um, but I'm still siding with the Eagles. They, they've slowly, you know, moved up to 11th in total DVOA on the year. That offense still, you know, for for all the inconsistencies, it still has a real, really reliable run game. One of the best run blocking offensive lines in the league, which at, at times was not something I would have thought I was going to say about the uh, the Eagles going into this year. Especially, Washington's defended the run a bit better, so maybe we see Jalen Hurts throw the the ball around a bit more. Um, but yeah, picking the Eagles, don't feel fantastic about it. I could definitely see this game flipping either way. I think Washington, especially at home here, with something to prove, even if the playoffs are going to be out of their reach at this point they could try to spoil them for the eagles although with the the mess of the nfc playoff race the eagles still probably in okay shape if they lose this one which is kind of crazy yeah it just kind of shows you what the playoff scenario is uh with that one speaking of playoff scenarios we go to the afc dolphins at the titans and the titans are three and a half point favorites uh in this one uh you know i'm always hesitating when it comes to picking the titans but i'm actually going to do it here you, on the other hand, are not, and I mean, this is, I think the stat that's still wild, right, and we're all just kind of looking at about the Dolphins, where they lose seven in a row, win seven in a row, never been done in NFL history at this point. Um, just an unbelievable, you know, change, first half, second half of the season for the Dolphins, but, you know, I, I think there's something to picking them here. I mean, the Titans, you know, they did win that game against the Niners, and that was a huge win. We talked about it, um, but I still think the Titans are a team that, until they get Derrick Henry back, I just think that there are, you know, there are some things you can ex- exploit with this team. Yeah. And I think it should be a really good game. Uh, but I'll, I'll lean on the Titans here, uh, like I said, although you're going to go the opposite direction. I was initially leaning Titans, and I looked down my, my list. I did not have, I don't, maybe one other upset, I believe, at the moment yeah. um, that we both actually have. But, yeah, it, it was, I don't know, it's, it's partially, you know, Miami's offense, obviously, against a – yeah, really tough Saints defense, but they, they got put into some good situations thanks to their own defense and the dominance that they had just pummeling the Saints. I, uh, but you see some positive strides, and Jalen Waddle obviously, over the course of the year, slowly has become such a big part of this offense and what he's been able to add week to week has made them into, yeah, a team that right now is in the playoffs, which is crazy considering they're 1-7, uh, as everyone's seen the, the whole stat about how they, no team had ever 
had a seven-game winning streak and losing streak in the same season Miami's been able to accomplish that. And I do think Miami's defense will give Tennessee some problems here. Um, I'm still concerned about the pick here, but figure I'd get one more upset in there, kind of throw the throw that wrench in there to make that, that Patriots-Dolphins game in week uh, 18 mean a little bit more. So uh, I'll pick Miami here um, in a game that, yeah, is relying just as much on Miami to, to stay the course with their defense as much as it is. Uh, thinking about how the Titans, as you're mentioning, have just kind of been inconsistent. I do think Tennessee's defense could – if Tennessee's going to win this game, I could see their defense being a big reason why, though. They played great to, to uh, you know work their way back into that game against the Niners. Uh, but they basically have the division wrapped up. Maybe that's part of it, too, here. Uh, with two games ago, they only need to win one or have the Colts uh, lose one. Uh, not going to be playing, most likely. They still could get the bye, I guess, if the Chiefs lose a game. So they, they still got something to play for, but maybe not as desperate as Miami. Yeah, uh, I think so, too. It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. It should be a really good game. With those two, all right, two are quick picks. Uh, some of these will be quicker than others uh, based on the matchup. Falcons of the Bills. Bills are 14.5-point favorites in this one. We've talked about the Falcons situation, um, sort of a, a team that has way more wins than you would expect based on how they've actually played. Uh, but uh, the Bills should uh, be just fine here. Yeah, I think the Bills at 14 and a half. This is the other one I thought of as a potential lock. It is one of the more lopsided games in ESPN's football power index when DVOA and every stat you look at. Because, yeah, it's crazy. To, I, I do wonder how many times uh, we've ever had a team that's only two games better in the standings this far into a season be a 14 and a half point favorite. Just, yeah, as you mentioned, kind of shows how the Falcons have won more games than you'd expect and the Bills have lost more. Um, but here they are still with a chance to wrap up the division with a couple home wins. I think at, coming off that game against New England, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Atlanta on the road in the cold, I just don't see this ending well. I think the Bills uh, take care of business and roll to a win and potentially cover that 14.5 spread. Another game that's not much of a, a factor here in terms of uh, playoff scenarios or anything like that. Giants at the Bears. Bears are six-point favorites. This game, uh, I'll take the Bears. I think, you know, at this point, we kind of know what to expect, I think, with the Bears once we get to the offseason. Um, but, you know, for now, uh, they should win this game, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about them in the offseason, I guess, after, uh, you know, their, their their regular season is over. Yeah, it's been fun at least to see a team that, you know, without much to play for, play this hard late into the season. Even in the game they lost in Minnesota, yeah, obviously some crazy penalties and different things that went against them on Monday night a couple weeks ago. But they looked like a team that was fired up and ready to go and, and you know, obviously getting the, the comeback win there last week in Seattle. I just – the Giants have been really tough to watch, and I could see the Giants defense – or, sorry, the Giants offense struggling to move the ball against Chicago. So, yeah, the Bears uh, and two teams that aren't going a whole lot of anywhere – and honestly, for their own sake, would probably rather lose uh, for draft positioning. Um, I think the Bears, at least, are the team playing harder and probably the one to be the pick here. Yep. And uh, this next game, kind of interesting based on uh, who's not going to be playing. Raiders at the Colts. Colts six and a half point favorites in this one. Um, you know, I think certainly without Carson Wentz, game's a lot more interesting than perhaps uh, it would have been. But... Um, I mean, I think you're still picking the Colts, right? I just think that they're still the better team overall. I think their defense will probably create enough havoc against the Raiders that that, that could be the difference in this one. Yeah, some books have pulled the, the odds here. FanDuel still has it, had it up at, yeah. right before we started recording at 6.5 for the Colts. I'm picking the Colts here. Yeah, it's just based on the total strength of this team. I know the Raiders have won some games here to stay in the playoff conversation. And at this point, I think control their own 
destiny uh, if they if they went out there or at least close to it they're looking pretty good to get into the postseason um but uh i don't i just the colts are so good uh you know the raiders have kind of st- stuck around but they've been inconsistent you know they, they really benefited from all the guys out with COVID on the Browns a couple of weeks ago they barely beat the Broncos I mean they've just kind of scratched and clawed their way to these two wins and I look at the Colts and you just see a team that's on a different level um, especially when you look at the the offensive line and what they did against the Cardinals with you know the whole you know they, and they lost Fisher really early in that game I think they had four that are five starting linemen for basically the whole game it's the Cardinals out and they still ran all over um, that team and I, I just don't see Las Vegas's defense posing the same problems and especially at home here maybe that plays a part into it so yeah picking the Colts here um, maybe in a, a closer game than that six and a half point spread but depending on who's a quarterback for them now well this next one um, not much to this one either the Bucks at the Jets Bucks are 13 point favorite I thought this would be higher to be honest with you um, 13, 13 point favorites here on the road I think we're we're both picking Tampa and probably don't have uh, too many um, you know changes on that uh, in terms of this matchup here yeah just like last week I'm going to regret not making this the lock most likely yeah. Um, yeah. I, I could see the Bucks just cruising to a dominant win here the Jets obviously getting that win last week and they've you know played okay at certain points of the year not been at least on on offense uh at least ranking 26 in dvoa that's an improvement after last year but uh i i don't know man um or sorry then overall dvoa so yeah they've, they haven't been the worst uh team in the league they got that going for them uh moving in the right direction in, in some ways but uh tampa bay is just a juggernaut still still probably outside of you know, right now they're in the four seed in the NFC. I would not want to face them. One of the most balanced teams in the league. That offense, even with all the guys that are out, is still lethal and uh, a tough defense. So, yeah, Tampa is easily the pick and probably probably could almost lock them up here uh, with the spread at 13 as well. This next game is interesting because, again, we don't know quarterback situation, especially Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Ravens. I mean, Lamar Jackson's status here, we record on Wednesday – that's going to play a lot into this, uh, you know, in terms of how you look at this game. But I told you, I think the difference is still that the Rams, even though Stafford did not play well last week, as we know, I still think the Rams should be able to just shred the secondary for the Ravens, especially Cooper Cup. Um, you know, OBJ starting to get more acclimated to the offense. Um, you know, you've got still the the long threat with Van Jefferson. Yeah. You mentioned that Sony Michelle's playing well. Um, there's just a lot offensively even if Stafford's been a little you know especially that game last week it just kind of stands out but um you still think the Ravens or the Rams should be able to find enough here offensively I think to win this game yeah it's uh, like you said we'll see about Lamar um I am a bit worried according to ESPN uh, 84 percent of the money is on the Rams on the spread mm-hmm. here so that's a well, little that's bit not good you, you look that's pretty high for a game that could be pretty close by the end of at it. the Ravens at the Ravens at the Ravens obviously a very different Ravens team a couple of years ago I watched them just demolish a very different Rams team in 2019 as well um I think the Rams are the pick here they've kind of found uh, their identity a bit more in offense they they show that even when Stafford doesn't play fantastic, how they can overcome that. And I could see him deciphering some of the, the things that, that Winks Martindale has been able to try to try the drop with his, you know, not the obviously the full power defense that we've come to know. Yeah, 30th in pass defense DVOA. Could see the Rams pass all over them. Uh, really, it's uh, as much as 
at the early struggles of Odell when he got traded to the Rams were made light of. He's played really well, not just um, in terms of the plays he's making, but just how he opens up different things. The Rams one of the are such a well-coached team in terms of how they design routes to basically open up other guys, and he's really bought into you know plays where he knows he's probably not getting the ball, still selling things that open up. Van Jefferson over the top like the touchdown he had against the Cardinals especially is one I looked at and uh yeah it's they and on this uh, yeah you talk about Sony Michelle he's the leading rusher in December hot more yards than Jonathan Taylor in the entire league at 423 uh he's been an absolute force it looks like Cam Akers is going to be activated for this game I don't know how many snaps he's going to get I would guess not too many with Daryl Henderson going down on onto the uh onto reserve the Rams did lose Ernest Jones to to reserve they looked okay without him in there um, in the last game when he when he got injured. So they're getting a lot of their offensive linemen back. And even the guys at the backups, as we talked about in the last podcast, performed great against the Vikings. I just, yeah, I don't see the Rams' offense even in the atmosphere as long as Stafford takes care of the ball a little bit more. Uh, I still think they should be the, the pick here. And their defense has kind of come together. I mean, they got put in some bad situations and made uh, lemonade out of it uh, against the, the Vikings. And I don't know at this point, depending on who's playing for the Ravens, if that offense is going to be as scary. Yeah, I'm a little surprised Dylan didn't make this next one as his lock of the week. Uh, Broncos at the, at the Chargers. Chargers are six-point favorites um, at home in this one. I, obviously, I'm kidding based on uh, the pick last week of picking the Chargers uh, as a lock against the Texans. We all know how that turned out. Really, I think any of us picking the Chargers, we, we usually see how that unfolds. Yet, it looks like uh, we're both still on the Chargers bandwagon here, at least in this game. Um I think, you know, we talked about it. It looks like Drew Locke's going to get the start for the Broncos. I think if Teddy Bridgewater was playing in this game, I'd think a little bit harder about it, uh, probably. Um, but I just I think the Chargers will bounce back here. I'd be surprised if they don't. But, man, we've said that a lot before, too. And I just I think the trust, trust factor is gone with the, the Chargers at this point. Yeah, and, uh, you know, looking back not that many weeks ago, they got kind of pushed around, really, um, uh, by the Broncos when they when they first played. They've had trouble with them even going back before Justin Herbert got there for the last how many years. It's just kind of been a, a tough team for them to overcome in this division. We picked the Chargers, both of us. I just went back to check last time, and they and they lost. Uh, we're mm. doubling down here, yeah. trying to get that win. And, I, you know, Denver, I just their offense looked pretty bad. Again, you know, obviously they got set up for their one touchdown by the, the great interception by Chubb and outside of that they only put up six points on the Raiders and I know the Chargers defense is arguably and, and statistically worse than Vegas at this point because the Chargers defense has been just an absolute disaster um, especially against the run I do worry that even with other quarterbacks in there that minute, uh, that Denver might be able to, to move the ball that way but still picking the Chargers to keep their playoff hopes alive now with needing some help I think they basically need the Ravens to lose one of their last two games and then at that point they put themselves in a pretty good uh, position or and and the Dolphins and the Dolphins have I, I, I know I picked them but they have a really tough schedule with uh with Tennessee and, and the and the Patriots left so they need some help but they also have to take care of their own business I'll go with the Chargers bouncing back but uh, this game is I, I could see it just kind of being uncomfortable uh for a long time and Charger fans being on the edge of their seats hoping that they can keep their season alive well, speaking of the Texans, uh, I don't think they're going to pull off the same kind of game they did uh, last week. They are at the 49ers, who are 12.5-point favorites uh, in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, sorry, Texans. I, 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 you know, What you did against the Chargers was impressive, but I don't think you're doing it against what's probably going to be a pretty angry 
uh, Niners team coming off that loss to the Titans. Yeah, I'm picking the Niners here for sure. That you know, pretty big favorite, obviously. So I, I shied away from picking against the Texans uh, and the spread. The Texans have been playing really hard, had a lot of guys out, and still were able to obviously come away with that win. I don't see them coming close here. Maybe they do find a way to cover, but um, the Niners, yeah, a lot to play for for San Francisco. Technically, they now I believe control their destiny. If the if the Saints had won last week, they wouldn't have. Yeah, uh, if the, the Saints and um, and the Eagles had one out, they would have been the odd team out. But now they back to controlling their destiny. They know they have the Rams, who they've you know as much as they've beat up on the Rams for for many uh, you know seasons. Really, at this point, with five straight wins, um, I think they they look at that and know it's still going to be a tough game. They have to take care of business here. So yeah, San Francisco got to be the pick. I know we probably don't have a lot to say about this next game. Panthers at the Saints. Uh, Saints for six and a half point favorites. In New Orleans, I'm picking the Saints. I just have zero um, trust in the Panthers' offense at this point. I don't think that they're going to be able to do anything with the Saints' defense. Uh, and even though the Saints offensively, we know the challenges they had against the Dolphins, um, you know, I just I think their defense is going to be good enough, no matter who plays, how much they play, uh, offensively, quarterback or whatever. I think the Saints defense is probably the difference in this one. Yeah, 30 and a half uh, over under here. I'm probably going the under with both of these defenses unless we get some crazy turnovers. Yeah, it's been it could be really hard to watch both of these offenses. I, I don't, you know, as, as much as Carolina's defense has been uh, the strength of this team all year with how bad their offense has been, I wouldn't say they're going to maybe get as much pressure as we saw Miami just get <laughs> against New Orleans. So, yeah, I think New Orleans, I'm going to pick them here. Obviously, a ton to play for, still still feeling like they're in the playoff conversation. They do need to take care of business here against the, the Panthers and Falcons to close it out. Um, and, yeah, Carolina's just been going for a while in the wrong direction. That offense is just – it's been it's been awful for a while, and uh, at this point it's hard to, to think it's going to suddenly flip the other way. They, I mean, they haven't put up – you know, outside of playing the Falcons, they have not put up the you know twenty points in like five weeks. It's been you know the real the, really the last time they looked yeah, like a pretty decent team was when they crushed Arizona. But other than that, it's been all downhill for Carolina the last few weeks, especially when they have the ball. Lions at the Seahawks. Seahawks uh, favored by a touchdown, uh, seven here in this one. Another one that's not much uh, to say about this one. The Seahawks, I think, should get the win. Uh, although I know you were considering the Lions at one point, uh, picking on yeah. this one. I don't mean, as we've said, it's not like the Seahawks have been you know, consistent at all in what we've seen from them this season. They just lost at home to the Bears. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I'll still stick with the Seahawks. If this game was in Detroit, I really think I would have yeah. uh, gone the other way. The Lions, obviously, uh, you know, still at 2-12-1, but they've been playing – their butts off for Dan Campbell and uh, these guys, even even without Jared Goff last week, still almost coming away with the win against a pretty bad also Falcons team. Um, I could see them coming out with some fight here, but I think Seattle still was something to prove that even though they lost that game to the Bears at certain points, there were some weird weird kind of decision-making guys running out of bounds, got missed field goals, just weird play calling, some defensive uh, positioning. At, I think of the Khalil Herbert run where they had uh, one of – Brad Baldinger's uh, breakdowns where he kind of looked at where the linebackers were <laughs> were aligned and it just was like there was just no one in the hole. It was kind of very easy for Cleo Herbert to run right through there. So some weird things I think they'll clean up. Uh, still a lot of pride in Seattle and they're not a lot of reason for them to lose with that pick uh, that they have belonging to the Jets. So um, I think, yeah, Seattle at home. I'll, I'll, I'll have them bouncing back and getting a win to make their record look just a little bit better. And we wrap up with uh, what I told you I thought was the hardest game to pick of the week. 
Browns yeah. at the Steelers. Uh, Browns are three-point favorites on the road in Pittsburgh in this one. Um, yeah, this is – I mean, look, we've it's well-documented in the Steelers' offense right now. I've talked about them a lot. Just uh, I don't know ever what to expect from them. Meanwhile, don't ever know what to expect from Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Um, so that makes this a, a game between teams that I just don't think have that ceiling. Certainly last year, remember where those teams were. Yep. Um, I, I don't, they certainly don't have the same ceiling. I think they did last year. Um, I'm going to pick the Steelers here. I don't love it. Of course, when, a, you know, especially a team, we saw what they you know could not do against the chiefs. Uh, but the Browns are not the chiefs. And as you point out, Steelers are better at home, and it's a rivalry game, late season, you know, divisional matchup. I, I think I'm going to lean on them here, but I, I mean, this is one that I think is virtually a toss-up. Yeah, the last four road games they've they've lost, but they've also just fallen behind by so many points. Uh, the last time they won on the road was against the Browns, and that game was very ugly. Um, I, I, you know, Cleveland. As much as I want to believe that they can come through, and they, I think they are, like, you know, not just uh, anecdotally, but like statistically, they are a better team than Pittsburgh that isn't really uh, varied out with some of the tough results. Cleveland could easily be, you know, a couple wins better still with all the struggles that they've had on offense and be in the, in the playoff picture. Now both teams, yeah, it's almost an elimination game and even the winner is going to have a tough time getting in at this point. Um, I'm picking the Steelers at home. I just, I do see how Cleveland has, uh, you know, at certain points has made those kind of mistakes. I know that Cle- uh, Pittsburgh's defense has looked awful, but they, you know, like we just said, they, they beat the Ravens at home. They beat the Titans at home, which is a really impressive win with the way they fought back in that one. The defense looked much better than it's been ranking all year and how it's at certain points really struggled on the road. Uh, they do have the 30th ranked rush defense DVOA. So maybe Cleveland finds a way to just finally they just hand the ball to Nick Chubb 40 times, whatever it takes. The whole season's on the line here. Maybe that's enough for Cleveland to get the win. But uh, with all the pressure that's on them, I, even though the Steelers obviously have expectations for themselves, I would say that the the Browns had higher expectations, at least on the from the outside basis going into the year and in their own building. And I think that that pressure here, it's going to be a, a big point where if they don't win this game, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens with Baker in particular. It seems like a lot of the blame has kind of gone to him. Uh, some play calling issues that Stefanski talked about. I still think they feel like they're going to be fine long term, but definitely under center some things that they're going to have to figure out. And you know, But getting a win here at least would put them back into a position where Hey, maybe things do turn around. Maybe the Ravens lose uh, to the Rams, and if if Cincinnati loses to um, to the Chiefs, the Browns at that point I think would have a chance for their division still, which is kind of insane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is uh, for sure. So we'll see how it plays out. But uh, there you go. There are picks for Week 17 in the NFL, and of course, Dylan. Have it all covered over clutch points. Uh, we're hitting that point in the season where every game certainly counts. And uh, I know especially for those in the fantasy championships, uh, you and I, not there in the clutch points <laughs> league, but uh, I am there in the family league. So we'll see how it plays out. But uh, all everything that, that you need over clutch points. Yeah, we'll have betting previews for every single game on, on the betting section at clutchpoints.com. You can find it on the clutch points app in the NFL section there. You can follow all the NFL games. No Thursday night or Saturday night, unfortunately. But obviously we'll be covering on the website all the college football news all the different things the playoff games unfortunately with UCLA I was so excited for the holiday bowl last night then the 
gets canceled last minute. Feels so bad for all the people that have traveled from all over the place. But um, all the bowl games that do happen, we'll have coverage of those, betting previews for every bowl game. Um, and then, yeah, also obviously keeping you up to date on fantasy updates for all the players. A lot of players coming off the list with the new protocols on the COVID list. So should be hopefully a really fun week and jam-packed with all these games. Uh, without any games on other days of the week, it's going to be a really, really jam-packed uh, Saturday or Sunday for uh, Scott Hansen. He's going to have his hands full, that's for sure. Yes, he will for sure, and I'm sure they'll have all the possible scenarios uh, ready to go uh, there for the playoffs. So uh, be sure to check everything out at Clutch Points. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Just search for Stops the Pass. And uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast and the